Welcome back to another episode of Hot Off The Hip. The purpose of this podcast is to connect and inspire young professionals in West Michigan through shared stories and ideas. Today, it is my great privilege to welcome Andrew Blunt to the podcast today. Andrew is an electrical engineer at GMB Architecture and planning a strategic career move right now. He loves the West Michigan community and getting out so outside and exercising. Tune in with me as we gain some experience and some stories from Andrew today. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Thank you, Honest. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So give us a little light. What uh, has brought you to West Michigan, to this area? What do you love about it? And what has been your experience as a young professional? Yeah. So uh, what brought me here was Calvin College. Uh, now, now it's university, but I went uh, back into college days and uh, started with their electrical engineering program there and started an internship at GMB Architecture and Engineering. Uh, fell in love with the industry and the people there and stuck around through my intern years post-graduation. Um, coming up on two years there, and um, like you mentioned, thinking about a uh, career move, um, have something in the works for that. Um, but moved to Holland right after graduation to take on the job full-time, and uh, Holland's been great. I've really grown here, and I love it. So... We'll touch on a couple things about like the area stuff that you like, um, but let's particularly focus in on just the college side of it right now. It sounds like just about what everybody plans on going to college, interning at an organization they like, yeah. getting hired in, yeah. and moving out from there. How, talk to me about that process, how you viewed it, and how has it worked so smoothly for you? Yeah, dude, smooth is absolutely the right word to describe it. Um, so do you think you were just lucky, or do you think there was like... On your side of the equation, what are some things that you poured into the to that relationship that you think really benefited you? Yeah, so part of it was I was absolutely lucky. Um, I had no idea um, really what I wanted to do well with my life. Um, I started with electrical engineering, um, but then had a lot of uh, interest in geography and urban planning. Uh, so I started taking some classes in that. And um, one day I got an, an email asking for interns to GMB. And that was when I first made the connection that electrical engineers can do um, work um, with buildings in the place making business. So uh, really, I've just been like guided on this path. Uh, that's worked out really well for me without knowing better beforehand. Amen. Well, we could all use a little bit of luck. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. um, as you're in college, let's dial it back a few years and you've got the, the blinders on. You don't know what your future is. Right. And you have all these different job opportunities ahead of you. You could go and specialize in automotive lighting. You could do intricate circuitry. You could go. And this is GMB is architecture. That side of stuff is absolutely um, an, an option. When you discovered that opportunity, how did your mind light up? What were the, because you have, we'll, we'll uncover this later on in the podcast, but you have applied your interest in a lot of different areas. I think probably starting mm -hmm. with GMB. So talk to me about how you, how you started connecting things and lit up around that. Yeah. So I was uh, super stoked when I first got in the interview and first got the job. Uh, when I first started, I was 19 and knew absolutely nothing. Uh, just like walked in and then people started giving me simple tasks to do and uh, it grew from there uh, with more and more complex work. 
uh, until now, um, I'm out on my own, uh, managed an intern uh, last summer and have really grown into the role. Some people would say that's cut, cutting your teeth and uh, it sounds like cutting your teeth went yeah. well there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So moving from <clears throat> school into your role, how, how did that go? You're, uh, you're an intern and then you're moving into a full-time work-related role. Talk to those who are making that transition uh, or to specifically your experience. Yeah. Um, a, a big piece of advice I would give would be to take some time off between graduation and starting the full-time job. As an intern, I was um, working on a project that had a site visit with the team the Monday after graduation. So I, I went on the side visit and just started full time. And uh, that was like a zero day break. So I'm, I'm kind of taking that break now, really. <laughs> um, but when you start out, uh, take a break if you can. And then uh, another piece of advice I would give um, is don't, even if you know a thing or two, don't pretend uh, you know anything. Uh, it, it's okay to be the stupidest person in the room. And, it's actually like a huge advantage um, to be new, to continually ask those questions. Um, don't have a lot of pride, have a lot of humility, and um, just seek all the knowledge you can and um, be outgoing and ask whoever you can for any advice, answers to questions. That's, that's such a key piece that you're bringing up there. And one thing that I've noticed through knowing you and talking with you is you have been somebody who's been able to challenge yourself outside of and above your college experience. And I'm specifically talking about your roles in, in perhaps with the city and other volunteer organizations and perhaps other extra stuff you have taken on or um, encouraged yourself mm -hmm. to do. Now, is that directly related to this idea of staying new or um, always being learning or is it more attached to some passions and dreams or? Yeah, yeah, so the, the definitely ask, ask questions applies to my role at Planning Commission. Um, but that mostly has to do with uh, my passion for um, placemaking in communities and the, the art of uh, creating buildings. So I, I started out there um, on the Board of Appeals, uh, which is uh, a committee that looks at weird one-off situations that happen with building regulation in the city and decide what should be done with it. Uh, right after graduation, and um, the city was, was kind enough to um, give me a shot and put me on something like that, and then did well there, moved up to planning commission when there was a spot open, and that work I'm super passionate about, um, and I look forward to, to every meeting we have on it. So if a planning commission role hadn't been available, or even let's say city council, would you have found a different way to engage in the community? And do you think that's a critical aspect of being a young professional or, or uh, talk to me around that? Yeah, be, being engaged um, with your city and community is super important um, to being a young professional. Um, not only for what you get out of it, uh, the connections and experience, but also what you can give back. We all have this, this expertise that can make our communities better, even if it's in small ways. One thing that really drives you is community. The word, the understanding, the different 
community teas you can be part of or circles and how they overlap within the community, the larger context of the community. In an age where community or in a, in a season where community has been hard, talk to me around community, your view of it, and then also when it's difficult, how do you, what is, why is it so important to make sure that you're forming these circles or maintaining them? Yeah. So you're mentioning, um, my circle theory, um, which is, is not, um, unique to me. It, it's been referenced in, in other works, um, like I read about it in Pete Buttigieg's new book, Trust. But the theory is that you should have um, overlapping circles of community um, within a larger community. So to give an example of, of my life here, um, I have um, different circles of community, those being like planning commission and those at the city, uh, the church that I go to, um, the, the gym that I work out at every day, um, and work GMB. So in all this, there's, there's people at the city that work out at my gym. There's people, um, uh, also at, at my church that worked out at my gym. And then, um, you know, people at work, um, that are also at the city, right. And then people at church that are also at the city. So there's all this overlap in which not everyone knows everyone else, but it, when somebody knows someone else on that circle or that team, um, you achieve this alignment within the broader community as a whole. And that um, disincentivizes um, siloed off circles that become echo chambers where you have um, this disconnect of all these echo chambers in a community instead of um, a cohesive aligned um, community that shares the same values and passions and can work together to solve the problems. So I haven't read the book Trust yet, although you've recommended it to me a few times, but it reminds me of a story. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I grew up in this area, but most of my circles were not connected. Um, so I, I and uh, they're getting connected as I stay in the community longer and connect more dots and learn about more people and stuff. But uh, my sister um, had a met a guy that I had never heard. And, you know, I've never, I know nothing about the guy. Right. And, um, I was a little concerned about him just by the looks of him and, you know, profiling, whatever, but, uh, you know, protective brother. And so what did I do? I made, I made sure that he knew, I knew people he knew, you know, and, uh, and maybe <laughs> yeah. that's more of a defensive look, but do you believe like, it sounds like the circles, um, of community really help make a rich and vibrant experience in that community. They help you, like we would say, grow mm -hmm. groups. Instead of having large independent circles, when they start to interlace with each other, that's the fabric that makes up community. Exactly. Yeah, no, no that's exactly it. And, and it helps for uh, checking guys that your sister might yeah. date, too. <laughs> that's the side benefit. Um, that's awesome. And then there's accountability, and there, there's this less of a, a um, and there's less, of an opening to be somebody you're not as well. Right. Uh, right. No, totally. That's awesome. So what are some dreams and aspirations that you have as a young professional? So as much as I'm a, I'm a big believer in everything Holland has uh, to offer, uh, well, one of those things being the, the size of the city, right? So to, to follow up on your last question, uh, size goes a long way. Holland is, is small enough 
that uh, you can run into people you know uh, walking downtown and that isn't found as often in big cities. Uh, that being said, I'm moving to a big city, uh, moving to the city of Chicago uh, this coming May. And that is uh, lining up with, with my dreams and aspirations. I've always wanted to um, live the big city life. Um, this, this urban planning and transportation topic is a passion of mine. And I plan on, on selling my car and relying on trains and, and my bike. Um, but I'm also moving to, to be closer to family and, uh, and take the next step in my career. I've, I've been at GMB almost five years now, and uh, it's, it's a great place. I've learned a lot. I love the people. Um, but you can learn a lot from, from going to a new place and working on different types of projects. What I'm hearing is you're selling the farm, and it's not every day that we can <laughs> meet somebody on the podcast who is going through such yeah. a inflection point decision. It's easy to settle into a career and work a lot, even though it's probably less common. Oftentimes people find things to be dissatisfied about and leave and stuff, but you're making a really mm -hmm. intentional and strategic decision right now. Talk through the decision-making process you went through. Yeah, so, so part of this decision I made, um, this process was I made a, a decision matrix, um, something that's, taught in engineering school. And um, it, it's, it's fun to, to poke fun at. Uh, but really what you do is some people call it like a weighted pros and cons list. You write out every category, how important it, it is to you. That's what the weighting is. And then you just rate it on a scale of one to 10. So I had different um, categories on there, like, um, like family, uh, like proximity to family, proximity to friends, cost of living, um, career, um, pay, um, how many like young single women are around, uh, you know, like the basic stuff and then rated those. And it, it was telling me that, uh, like moving to Chicago was, was 46% better. And is that number overly precise? Like, yes. Like who knows what it is really, <laughs> but it gave me a clear way to, to understand all the different factors. Um, at one time because I'm also giving up a lot to move. Um, I've made a lot of good friendships here, a lot of connections and things are going well. Um, but the decision matrix says it makes sense to do it. So you've so, given us two great things you, of value. You do what that's awesome. <laughs> Circles yeah. and a decision. Now that's such an engineering thing to do. Cut something down into a block mm -hmm. and make a decision off. It. And that's perhaps really helpful too, because when you're facing a decision like that, there's just a lot of abstract or a lot of just emo like things that are hard yeah. to quantify. And whether or mm -hmm. not you follow the matrix, it's helpful just to be like, hey, if, if this is what I rank as important, if, if that is accurate, right? If my, the things I ranked as most important right. are actually that important to me, um, if mm -hmm. I weight them all evenly and look them all side by side, uh, this would be analytically the best decision. And then you can really right. focus in on specific things. Do I agree with it? Do I not agree with it? You know, all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. um, and look at it deeply, but at least they're side by side and kind of homogeneously cut down, right. you know? That's awesome. Yeah, and, and if it feels wrong, change the mm -hmm. numbers. Exactly. Um, you're not gonna get it right immediately and just keep on massaging it until um, it feels about right. Yeah. So as far as urban planning goes and uh, 
and the built environment or making places for people to live. Chicago is the place that you've decided to to grow some roots in. What are you leaving in West Michigan? Yeah, uh, leaving. Uh, I, I'm I'm really bummed to be leaving the Holland Young Professionals Network. Honestly, um, I haven't been terribly invested for terribly long. Most of it has been during the pandemic. Um, but I saw um, the start of some some very real and long term friendships. Uh, one of those being with you, Johannes. But uh, also leaving. Um, an awesome gym that I have similar connections with. I was there just, just yesterday and it was a class of nine and um, I had had meaning, multiple meaningful conversations with every single person in the room. Um, and it, it felt like, like a mini family of sorts um, in which, which I was comfortable and uh, cared about everyone I was working out with. And the same can go for my, my team at work, the electrical engineering team, and then the rest of my fr- um, friends at, at church and around the city. There's something about so, getting together and doing hard stuff. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, but no, it's specifically no, no, no. in the gym was, context. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a, a mutual respect there. <laughs> you keep each other accountable. Uh, yeah. So I'm not looking forward to starting all over. Um, uh, my family is around Chicago, and I have a few friends there, but it's nowhere uh, close to what I have in Holland right now. But uh, I think I've, I've built the skills to um, reinvent community where I go, and that's what I plan on doing. You've still, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so when you um, go to, to a new place, it's important to join new things. Um, so when I moved to Holland, I, I joined things at the city. I joined a church. I joined a gym. Um, I didn't just go to work and hope that I would find friends at the community. And even once I do start showing up, um, I'm not inactive in those roles either. Um, I intentionally, uh, ask people if they want to get a beer later or if they can meet for lunch, um, or if they, um, just, want to hang out at Hot Cat because it's the last place that's open. Uh, yeah, it's it's important to um, be intentional about establishing things, getting repeating things on the calendar, um, and just not just waiting for it to happen to you, which has been how things have been probably your entire life up until graduating college. You're in school. You always have young, like-minded people around you until all of a sudden you don't and then you got to go and you realize how intentional you have to be Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's uh one of the things i i kind of realized by myself uh to myself is there is never a more stable time in your life than when you're in high school and like you've got everything Mm. planned like you see kids take off you could see kids take off like they've got their workout routine they've got the defined study area right and Hopefully, like that's the environment it's designed to be. But as you move on, you have to start creating those spaces and environments in your own life. And uh, that's a really important step, too, as a young for a young professional to take. Mm-hmm. Very good. So. You 
you've mentioned to me off the air a specific step that or a specific dream you're hoping to influence around community in Chicago. And I think this is a big dream or aspiration. Would you mind sharing the community idea you have with a group of other people or? Yeah, totally. So I'm talking right now with a group of other um, people about starting a co-housing development in the city of Chicago. So co-housing is this thing in which um, friends or acquaintances slash strangers that met online um, decide that they want to live together in an intentional community. And uh, like why that might sound kind of weird off the bat, um, it's, it's really not if you think about it historically. Uh, people have always lived in, in tribes or villages or uh, organizations that have a larger sense of community outside of their um, nuclear family. And this co-housing development is uh, attempting to do the same. So right now we're trying to find like a six unit building because um, there's about six units of family here. Um, I am a unit, um, even though I plan on um, growing my unit of family, uh, as one could put it. Um, but there's also uh, families with young kids, uh, um, a couple who's empty nesters, um, an older widow, uh, a big variety. And everyone has different experiences um, that could really help each other out and give us that um, sense of community, I think most of us are, are really all looking for, um, but that we've lost along the way somewhere. And that may be another discussion or a term of research as to like, where has community gone or what are some of the aspects of the built environment and the city that influence mm-hmm. community? But as we're approaching the, the 30 minute mark, you've shared a lot of things about your circles, about things that are important to you, um, about some of your dreams and aspirations. But I want to ask you explicitly, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What is some, What are the things? There's a lot of dreams and ideas and, and hopes and actions that you're taking right now. But what drives you when you wake up and you're like, I got to get up again. Why do you get up? And sometimes we <laughs> yeah, all hit that yeah. snooze button. I get that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, you, you ask at, at a funny time because I'm definitely in the, in the snooze button stage of life. Uh, since I'm working like four to eight hours a yeah. week. And I'm relying on myself to be disciplined to wake up and study every day for this exam. And I think I think we all know that it's easier to get to work on time than it is to like be your own boss oh, yeah. and like start studying at that same exact time. Just uh, dis- um, full disclosure: but, Andrew is studying for the PE exam uh, to to become a professional electrical engineer here, certified. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, yep. Johannes. But yeah, this is all towards um, the larger goal of using um, the, the built environment. And I just mean like the act of building buildings uh, in different um, places to enhance and further um, community in people's lives. Uh, I, I feel like we're, we're called to do that and it's uh, the way we're meant to live. So. Um, studying for this exam um, will help me become um, a professional in this industry and then uh, moving to Chicago will open up new doors with new connections um, and different skills in this new job I'll be finding and then 
I'll be living that out too um, once we get this co-housing development off the ground. It'll be um, kind of like a trial for when I want to dedicate my life to do it. That's awesome that you can, uh, the goals are so important when you're, when you're thinking about each step in the way. And uh, it, it's really clear in talking to you and, and listening to you speak that you've got like a lot of defined measurements that are going to both um, set a challenging bar, but also validate the progress you're making. Yeah, totally. Very cool. Well, Andrew, it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast. If anybody wants to reach out and connect with you, would you be open to having uh, an email or uh, Instagram or Facebook connection? Yeah, totally. Um, my, my email is andrew.a.blunt at gmail.com or I can be found uh, on the other social media outlets as well. Um, I use Twitter for um, local politics and urban planning updates um, in the Holland area. Uh, I have a crazy wide following because everyone is just um, clamoring for that news. <laughs> um, but that would be a good place to follow me there uh, if I wasn't moving. So if you're looking for Chicago news, uh, that'll be right absolutely. And uh, any parting words or advice that you want to give the young professionals that are listening into this? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll leave it with um, even though I'm, I'm moving, I'd be um, in a much worse position if I was moving right after graduation and I didn't have Holland um, to teach me the skills and give me the experience. Um, that I've gotten here. So it'll, it'll be a springboard onto, to bigger and, and, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be a, a springboard. I don't want to say it, say it to better things because Holland is so great in itself. That's, that's where I'm struggling, but I think um, you've shared with me been, absolutely that the opportunities yeah. you've had in Holland are not available or much harder to come across in cities, but they're hard to tap but into. The variety, yeah, the variety of jobs that you're now qualified for are more abundant in larger mm -hmm. cities. And, and that, that is where one of the driving motivators of that move as well. Right. Yeah. So, so don't, don't feel like you're um, missing out for um, investing in the community of Holland because it really is, is a great place. And I'm sad to be leaving it. Well, we'll miss you too, Andrew. And uh, hopefully you can visit often. We have um, a fresh spot at the, at the uh, west side of Lake Michigan here for you all the time. Now, this has been another episode of Hot Off the Hip. If you're looking to get involved with any of our events or networking activities, visit our website at bhip.org and we'll catch you next time.